I feel a vulnerability to life. I think I'm just gonna go take a walk, actually. Fear patient enough. I don't know what you're going on, you know, doing your day. But break your pattern so I can break mine. And be patient because I think I have something important to say. I had a glimpse of myself and I felt this love while I was watching my 
hands, I put my head down and I was looking at my hand, but I was feeling this feeling, like I'm a cute kid that I love, that might die from cancer or anything really, anytime, and I'm here, you know, laughing and I'm washing my hand, it's just that part of me can't let himself be in that. can't let myself be in that without feeling like I have to be a level higher thinking about being in it. And, you know, I'm, I joke to myself saying, yeah, I'm going to live long enough to, to die. I'm going to watch loved ones die. I'm going to have diarrhea at some point. Then I start saying, yeah, I've had diarrhea for a long ass time. In a long, long time. So... I'm, I'm really alive and like with that package come uh, so many vulnerabilities that there's just, you know, there in the background always, you know, some days we're aware of more, some days we're aware of them a lot, a lot less. Sometimes it's scary, sometimes it feels like I want to challenge those things and that's also cool. I don't know what I feel is going to happen. Uh, I have been having weird dreams, like my roommate being in the kitchen, living in the house, and me thinking to myself, like, dude, get out of the house, and he wouldn't go, and he'd hold on to the knife, and casually, you know, play with it, and, like, he's holding its tip, and he, how he moves his hand is like, it's just swaying with his hand, almost about to fall, but not falling, and him just talking with that movement, and he does that, and he has done that, you know, to prove to himself, like, how he's in control by not, you know, being too solid somehow. Like, when he, because when his cousin, when I packed all of his things and he was outside, I called his cousin, his cousin came over. And someone was looking at me through the window. <laughs> I looked at her and she immediately looked away. An older woman. Uh, and he walked in, so his cousin was telling me, like, when they, I opened the door and I went to my room, and he, he walked into their, to his room, and he saw everything, you know, packed. And he, his cousin was telling me how when he walked in, before even seeing anything was packed, he was walking like, like this uh, responsible gangster, you know, like kicking stuff or like throwing things on, throwing the keys on the ground or, or whatever, you know, and it's like this defense mechanism of his. He's been trapped outside of the house for two hours before. You know, his cousin came and let him in. He got 10 Then he knocked again at 9 9.30, he punched the door at 7.30, but again, when his cousin left, his cousin was back. I've, I've had enough. Uh, I've had problems with yourself. It's your life. It's your responsibility. It's not up to me. Which I got. You know, he called me and told me that he's leaving. Uh, so a lot happened, man. You know, like I recorded this episode and I uploaded it. Um, opened the door between 7.30 and 9.30. I didn't rec I recorded it. 9.30 um, 
on the phone, just going around the house trying to make sense of things. Um, but it was, it was, you know, in the house. sexual harassment at the MUN and then I got kicked out of it, right? Back in May 2019, I think. And I wrote that episode I, I spoke on the mic, like the good that comes or something. Or something intentions. Anyhow, you know, that's what's happened. And thinking back to it, you know, I was, I was never actually, like, I hurt the girls in a sense where I made them uncomfortable in a context where they wanted to act professional, and I just wanted to get laid, you know, and I get that, you know, I, I get it, but it shouldn't have bothered me to the extent that it did. I wasn't going to rape any of them, I wasn't going to stab them, I wasn't going to anything really, you know, I would never really hurt someone. Um, a scene happened with me the other day that I want to talk about a little bit. I went over to a girl's place on Friday. I went on dating apps and I wrote like, somehow it came to me like a profile that I found very, very much in tune with me. I wrote something like the heart, the sun and the heart, the mind and the, the moon. I'm trying to master myself every day. And that I'm a writer, something like that. And she texted me immediately. And this cute girl, blonde, seemed like a dancer with her pictures but doesn't dance. It's like, you know, people trying to be full and to appear full when they're really, really empty. Went to her place on Friday, we texted, I called her, we had a nice call. I told her, you know, if you're brave enough, maybe I can come over tonight. 
if you're up for it she's like sure and then then she's like i don't know what your intentions are then i anyways i went we had wine we had a great night we kissed we wrote poetry together we told each other like very deep things about ourselves and we slept next to each other and then we we didn't have sex but like when, when we woke up i felt an awkwardness that was so intense and an insecurity all from her i feel so i said that you know i feel like i feel insecure and she's like why i'm like i don't know so i kissed her went home and everything and we're texting and she's like yeah but i i, uh, I just got out of a long relationship two months ago and i don't know I don't want something serious, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you know, you came to me with openness and lightness and I'm just giving that back and I'm very easygoing. And this is like, I see this ease and lightness with this uh, Greek woman that I'm, I'm seeing now. Um, but it's like every time I was being easy and light with you, you closed off and, and pushed me away even more. And it contradicts the openness that you're trying to see that you have in your life for you to love yourself is at least an interpretation of it, you know, from the poetry that she wrote or I answered back or from what she said and told me. So I sat there in the office, man, I was thinking, I, I went to the whiteboard and I was like, I have two paths. I have the path of, you know, waiting this out, texting her less, maybe receiving texts from her, sending her back texts and then eventually finding out when we're going to meet. And then if if meeting is even going to be a pleasant thing, but all of that seemed like it's going to take so much energy from me. Like it's not something that would even be good for me. And then the other path was I go to her place right now and ring the door and try and just talk to her to see where she's at, you know? And then I'll immediately know what where I am and I don't wanna wait anymore and I don't wanna I don't wanna burn just so she can feel good about herself because you know I told her how I'm a writer and I showed her some stuff and I've written to her and she knew it you know um, and I think she liked that novelty of it the fact that she can have me bit like for her in the doses that she chooses you know and, and she even texted me and told me yeah and I'd, I'd, I don't want you to she didn't say I don't want you to get your hopes up but she said that, you know, she wants it light and easy and she also wants to see other people and she... And I'd tell her like what I think about that and then she wouldn't even answer that and she'd send me something so irrelevant like a reply to a song that I sent her saying uh, like, oh, this is such a strippable song after like I would have said something like so serious from my side that I, I feel like demands some response and you just completely ignore it and that is that your idea of being light and easy? by avoiding things like that so i saw I, I like saw that she didn't live too far from my place and i went um and the bus didn't want to let me in because like i was at a wrong stop which was supposed to be a few like a few meters in another direction where i stood and he didn't want to even look at me and i was like no you're gonna look at me i stood in front of the bus and i like shrugged to him and i'm like you know what the fuck and he did the same gesture and he's like the same thing and he just kept going but don't act as if you don't see me i see that you saw me and don't want to see me you're gonna fucking see me anyhow i was like fuck it he's gone i have to wait another 20 minutes for the next bus but it's a 30 minute walk it's a nice night i'll walk started walking i was like khalid how are you doing <laughs> like really actually asking myself you know 
and I was like, I'm doing well. There's these things about the job, and there's these things about that thing. Asked myself why I was really going to talk to her. Uh, started getting thirsty. I looked at all the homes I was passing. I've never been in this area. I thought about how we're always, you know, matter the time or place, it's always a new moment that we're in. And, you know, because it reminded me of another time when I got that painting with uh, the guy on the motorcycle, butterfly wings behind him from the exhaust fire. So I saw like Christmas decorations, it's uh, close to the end of November, and people are decorating and putting up crazy lights. I saw a guy and I was like, nice lights, and he's like, thank you. Kept going, I saw a nice house, and I was really thirsty, I saw a really nice house with a really nice garden, it just seemed like very natural. And I was like, imagine if I wanted to know who lives inside of here, I can literally just ring the door and I can literally find out who lives inside of here. Uh, so I, I was like, yeah, let's, you know, sure. I rang the door. Old man came out and I was like, um, in German, you know, Entschuldigung für die Störung. Sorry for the interruption, but I'm really thirsty. I have to walk to a friend another 15 minutes. And I'd really appreciate a glass of water. He's like, water? I'm like, yeah. He's like, one second. He went inside. I think his daughter came, poured a glass of water, gave it to their son. Their son uh, seemed maybe a bit older than me or the same age. And he came out wearing a mask, obviously, because it's COVID. He gave me the glass, I drank it. They seemed pretty awkward and weird, but they were willing to give water to a stranger, which is fucking nice of them, because a part of my heart told me that I'm not going to get water from from her, the girl. So I thanked them. I was like, guys, um, you have a lovely garden. Uh, Thanks for giving me water. Have a great day. They're like, okay, and left. And then I was thinking about, you know, is it bad that I asked someone for water? Of course not. I was really thirsty and I gave even them the opportunity of just doing an act of kindness that they didn't expect to happen their way, you know? And how is it in any way bad to do that when all I really wanted was water and really a curiosity to see what type of people live in this place? And then I continued walking and I was really asking myself why I'm going to talk to this girl without her, like, knowing... And I thought to myself, you know, clarity, honesty. I wanted to see how she'd react to me, even. Because, like, some people will... Because, like, under the context of what we've been through together that weekend, it was as though she should have known me, you know? I should have known my nature somehow. Or at least she acted like it. Or convinced herself that I don't know what the fuck she's Now that I'm looking back She's just full of insecurities And a lot of things that she needs to figure out for herself And it doesn't have to do anything with me You know, I have to just like Discard and, and move on And then I went home actually Like like the few last few days And I just unfollowed a, a few people on Instagram That I felt like I attached to somewhat incorrectly the past while and deleted a few numbers and and just you know i don't need to attach to anyone who doesn't see me or see my value or see my heart or anything like that it's not me and i don't need to keep those lines open from to two people who aren't even you know don't have me on on the radar in any ways or they devalue me or they don't see me at all 
so I told myself, you know, when I do like ring her doorbell, I'm going to the first thing I was going to tell her was, and really, this is real, really what I was going to tell her. I was going to tell her, if you want me to leave right now, I'll leave. That was the first thing I was going to say. And I wasn't even going to get into her, go into her apartment. I wanted her to come outside and have a walk with me. And just ask her, you know, how she thinks that she needs to heal. How does she think she needs to love herself or like me too, you know, like what do I expect from myself and her. And just to align on that and, and have a real open, honest relationship without the too much attachment was the intention, you know. So I had that walk and I got to her place and I rang the doorbell. 30 minutes walking, you know, reflecting. Even like she texted me a day after we were texting and she's like, wow, you're so different than all the other guys our age because you're so reflective. And I was like, nice that she sees that, you know. So I rang the doorbell. She can see me through the intercom and I just looked, you know, generally in that direction. And no one replied. I was like, okay, cool. She's probably not home. I went to the supermarket. I got a bag of chips. I ate it. I went to wait for the bus. The bus needed another like 10 minutes. I was like, fuck it. I'll go ring again. Maybe she came back during that time. I don't know. It just felt like ringing again. So I went and I rang it and looked, you know, waved to the camera even, looked to the side and just waited. And then nothing. I was like, right. I went home. And I was writing and on the way, like on my phone, and I sat in the bus. And when I got off the bus, I realized my entire ass was wet. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, turns out the bus seat was like really wet somehow. I'm not sure how. And I, I hoped it was water, but I was like, you know, I need to go home. Regardless of whether, whether it's not water or water, I just have to go home now. So I just kept on going home without really thinking about it too much. And I, I really think it was water. Like how the fuck it caught on that chair is beyond me. And I was writing for Vernon, I was writing for Understanding Intelligence, like writing just like really nice stuff. And then I got home. And when I got home, I got a text, you know, so she waited, I got a text from her. So apparently she waited like more than 40 minutes to text me. And she texted me the most aggressive, um, rude, thing you can send someone she's like you know what the fuck were you doing coming to my place how the hell can you think that that's something that's all right to do um you i was about to call the police you you're like i don't know what your intention was but you scared me you made me feel and then she started listing feelings you, you made me feel uh, scared um Whatever claustrophobic, claustrophobic is like a very big one for her, you know? And uh, she's like, I never want to hear from you or talk to you again. Uh, and that's it, you know? Like she sent that and I looked at it and I was like, wow, I, I didn't know that she would react that way. You know, like that you can think that I can hurt you. I don't know what you've been through in your life, but you know, the last, you know, we spent a night together. I slept naked next to you and we were cuddling and kissing the entire night. And I told you things I haven't told 
some of you know my closest friends you know I, I or showed you things I haven't shown anyone from from my side I don't write poetry to anyone you know and I told her that too but um, people don't know how to trust themselves to trust other people I think something like when I I really try to approach this world with truth man and when you see that people can't handle it and they have so many negative expectations of the world you realize it's just fucking sad are these people themselves not approaching their li own lives with truth or has the world just shown them so many negative things that they have to react like this so i looked at the, her messages and it you know bothered me for a second now, but i was like you know we had and she said something in her texts like how she felt like she she was scared that I would hurt her or something, you know, like she could get hurt. And I was thinking to myself, like, what the fuck? I rang a doorbell where you can see me even before you allow me to enter. And you could talk through it even if you cared to, like, give me or show me even that decency. And tell me to fuck off even, you know. But you just ignored it completely sitting, you know, you have the door of the building and you have your door too and you were still scared of me you know and i was i even told her about my roommate i just came out of a situation where there wasn't two doors between me and the guy there was one door and he was breaking through it and i don't know what the fuck he would have done if he did and there was a knife missing in the house and there's writings on the fucking wall and the door and i saw three candles in my room and that's fucking scary and I didn't know where he was and he could come anytime and he could fuck me anytime and I dream about him and and you're coming and you're telling me that you're fucking afraid of me when all I've shown you was love and kindness so of course I, I didn't let it get to me you know I, I called my aunt I have an aunt who my dad told me fell recently her name is Amina, she's the most loveliest person on the planet, such a good heart. So I called her and I was like t telling her how, you know, I, like I'm checking up on her, I've, I've missed her, you know, we made some jokes. And then I told her like, like Sarah, honestly, it really hurts me sometimes that people don't see how, how my heart is and everyone just expects the worst and she's like son you know it's like fine our heart in this family it's it's a good one and it's a it's a gift you know it's a gift from god you should be thankful for it and it's fine if people misunderstand it but just like know it you know it's, and it's fine and that helped me you know remember that i'm not what this girl felt in that moment her fear and her everything it's her it's her hurt it's not my hurt it's her past and her insecurities and her everything that had her feel that way and she couldn't handle me coming from that angle because you know I, I reflect people back to them and I was reflecting her openness that she came to me with back to her but with my intelligence and rationale because I'm okay with detaching any moment and that's what you didn't get um, yeah, I think her ex, they were together for a year and still, you know, always coming and forcing somehow or trying to get back into her life. So I get it, I completely do, but 
it's your hurt it's not mine i didn't make you feel claustrophobic and scared and terrified and and everything it's you who assumed the worst from me it's you who who put themselves in that box and didn't even consider you know talking or, or just you know talking through the intercom i mean like what the fuck was i supposed to do with you i was telling her the story of my my housemate coming into my room and punching me in the face and when i was telling her that i held her neck and pushed her like just a, f a foot or two and immediately like it just felt so hot <laughs> actually that i dropped my hand and took a step back and just continued talking and then like maybe five ten minutes later we were making out but like i was in your house and i was holding your neck you know and i was <laughs> you know we drank wine together we were naked together and, and we said so many things to each other and we had like that that and and then you how can how can you how can your feelings and thoughts go into that direction of fear and claustrophobia that this is why like for me uh, this is why i couldn't get hurt because i know i'd never hurt her and i knew my intention i, I know my heart so it's, it's her hurt it's really her hurt it's not my hurt and i shouldn't carry it and i wasn't going to carry it and and then like i was going to send her a message to try and like explain but i was like no she hurt me you know i'm pissed at her she wants to live with this pain and it's not my job to try and take it away from her um so i told myself i'll send her a message maybe in a few days or a few weeks even or maybe a month even because i just felt like fuck it i really need space from you you know and then like i checked maybe five days later a week later and i do feel like she blocked me off of uh, whatsapp and telegram we were texting and deleted me off of the app where we met and i was like okay sure i don't feel an obligation to be connected to you i don't feel the need but like while while i was there and with her and everything it really did feel intimate and close and like someone that i could get really close to that's a shame but now that i'm here i do f also feel like i don't need that type of complicatedness in my life or people who can misinterpret me as easily you know um i really don't need that at all so i'm okay with deleting you from my life so that's exactly what i did i, I blocked her off of everything and i deleted her number because i don't want to to be connected to her there is a caveat to this though because when you block someone and delete their number and you looked at your blocked contacts you can see the number still as in your blocked contacts so technically if i did feel like texting her in a month or two i can but i don't know how i'll feel then and i'm sure that i can meet more wonderful wonderful more whole and fulfilled people in my life you know without her having to be in it because i showed her a side to me i really don't show anyone and and it was beautiful when I, sh I did show it and sh and it was beautiful when we were there but how you can stop seeing it that quickly is beyond me man i don't have a doubt in my mind that i'll be a best-selling author and all that i'll do wonderful things in my life and that i'll always try to do good i'll always try to do good and how it's up to her to interpret or see hurt and pain that hurt is yours not mine but it did show me you know how whatever because i did feel like we could get really close you know and 
like she's a nice girl but then I realized whatever the interpretation whatever the image just let go man it's fine not because I have another Greek woman that I can also have a good time with no because I'm I'm whole and I'm healed and I'm healing and I'm growing and I'm growing in a very good direction and I appreciate it and I love it so there's no you know there's no rational justification for all that pain and I'm not letting it in me but the uh, outcome of it was good you know I have more distance to, to this somehow and yeah I'm writing really well I'm eating well have eaten a bit of bad things too but generally I'm doing well but I really feel my vulnerability like something could go wrong I don't know what but uh, doesn't feel like I can meditate today maybe I can do a breathing exercise I don't know but it's good to know I'm done with this week's episode um, I live by myself now so that's interesting maybe there's a fear in that not having a companion to make you feel safer I'm not working out so much by myself even though I should so I want more movement somehow but the lockdown got increased till the 20th of December that's not so cool and yeah still improving my German and trying to grow and be good finding new words understanding them reading found a good book that I can read to help me and, and the company so let's see how that goes I'm starting to see like there's a lot that I feel I need to do for the house like clean this or clean that or move this or move that but at the same time as long as I'm doing the things that make me feel whole every day like reading or writing or finding an apartment actually you know these things for the next two months you know these things I, that I push and clean and everything I'll, I'll do eventually but the things that make me feel whole every day those are the things that I need to do and however the house is it's not affecting me doing it so much you know it helps when it's clearer but it's also fine so yeah, I did learn a lot from my housemate and the entire situation I did feel guilt I did reflect a hell ton on it and having to get to experience that fear and facing it because at the end of the day we were both very sensitive to life and we were both like reflecting on each other constantly until the situation ex escalated to that point and now he's in a mental hospital and I'm here by myself um, is that it really felt like he had a fear in him that he felt he needed to conquer by showing force to the world and attachment to material and seeing as I was the primary recipient of that I of his reaction to his internal fear I no longer have fear somehow I want to say thanks to him but I, want, I wouldn't ever thank him to his face because I don't think his weakness deserves that validation especially from me 
Yeah, he would tell me a lot of times how I don't give a fuck what your thoughts are or what your opinion is about me. And then I'd hear him also tell me, Khalid, I care about everything that you say. After I tell him, like, don't talk to me, I don't want to talk to you. And then he destroys the house and puts three candles in my room. I'm supposed to write a blog post on it, I don't really want to. Feels like too much to have to recreate right now. Yeah.